0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore why women in business are often called such a bitch, with a focus on the music and entertainment industry. My name is Dana Rex and with me is my friend Micah Rose and we are both independent recording artists and singer-songwriters based in Europe. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform. Today we have Ashley Di here, and she did publicity and marketing at a myriad of indie labels, and after launching her own firm in 2016, went on to handle media relations for events by AEG, Live Nation and other independent promoters. In addition to being co-publicist for Dropkick Murphys and a number of music festivals and touring events, she has handled red carpet and talent management for the Alternative Press Music Awards And has worked on a number of specialty campaigns, including the launch of Eddie Van Halen's 1978 high-top sneakers, as well as Halloween and horror-focused events. That's so cool. (laughs) She also works at Hollywood's esteemed contemporary music college, Musicians Institute. So, Ashley, um, for our listeners who don't know what publicity is exactly, please tell us a bit more about what your day-to-day looks like.
1: Yeah, well, first off, thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, and then as far as publicity goes, uh, mainly what I do, obviously, it, it varies depending on if you're handling publicity for events versus handling publicity for albums. But the ultimate goal is upping your awareness um, for whatever it is you're promoting. So it usually involves sending out press releases, getting news items, setting up interviews, getting you know, album reviews. If that's it, or if you have an event, getting people out to the event to review the event, to um, preview the event. So it's all it's all um, relations around the promotion of a product, be it um, you know, an event or a a release of sorts,
0: or an artist. Yeah, yeah, or an artist. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um well, i I love that you're doing uh, you know, you have like a specialty in these horror focused events. I think that's so much fun. Yeah. And Halloween was a couple of weeks ago, so, you know, did the pandemic get in the way, or did you work on a couple of things this year?
1: Yeah, I did. um, yeah, I'm a big Halloween obsessive nerd person. Like my best life would be just living in a Halloween bubble all year all year. I agree,
2: round.
0: I
1: agree. <laughs> honest, um, yeah, but I, I work with um. I work with a company out here in Los Angeles um, called Midsummer Scream and they're like the the biggest um, Halloween and horror convention in California. Um, so they do uh, a plethora of different events. They actually have an event coming up um, in December uh, at the Pasadena Convention Center that's a Christmas horror focused event So um, called Season Screamings. Um, so like we have that coming up and then prior to that um you know they had like a trick-or-treating event closer to halloween before that there was a, a halloween event that was focused it, it was early it was prior to halloween and it was a, around the um all the different events that we have in los angeles and those events announcing what they're going to be doing you know for the holiday season so so yeah I'm I'm a busy lady (laughs) when it comes to Halloween stuff and like I said my best life would just be like Halloween all all year round
0: (laughs) I like that
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like scary stuff sometimes but as Donna knows I don't do super well with scary movies
1: (laughs) (laughs) well there's so many different
2: kinds Oh yeah, definitely. So many different kinds. Yeah, yeah just stay away with dolls. Don't don't <laughs> give me anything oh, with yeah. dolls.
0: Duly noted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, that sounds really cool. Actually, like so, you do basically um, uh the the how how did you get into that? How did you get into doing um m- more kind of creepy Halloweeny stuff? Um,
1: I mean, it um, probably was choice, but well. As far as that goes, I am, um, you know, I've, I've been obsessed with, with Halloween scary stuff since I was like a little kid. Like, you know, I'm like six years old just watching stuff I should, probably shouldn't be watching and, you know, becoming obsessed with it. And, um, you know, in Los Angeles, um, you know, partially because of the weather um, and because of the theme parks out here, there's just a huge, huge Halloween horror community. Um, and so the opportunities out here are um, there's a lot compared to other other cities. You know what I mean? And so there's a really really big network. And so living out here, um, m- me and um, another, you know, my best friend, we actually have a website um, that we created that we review um, just different Halloween events that are going on. And so we ended up just going to so many of them that you end up meeting people and um, knowing who's who and you end up just kind of half living there because you're going so often, you know what I mean? And um, you, you know, you end up just, it, it ends up it's like a big small network. You know what I mean? Like there's a ton of people, mm-hmm. but when you go to these things so frequently you realize it's like the same people that you see that are really like these obsessives that are in the same thing. And when you, Or someone like me who I'm like, well, I I also have other um, talents that I can bring to the table to possibly help. Um, And it's something that you're truly passionate about and you love. Um, Usually everyone's in this in that community is helping each other and you end up just kind of like intertwining and seeing how you can help um, elevate what everyone's working on. So that's kind of what happened there. Um, And, you know, coincidentally, like, you know, way back in the day when I was working at a record label, one of our um one of our bands uh he like one of the guys in the band um winds of plague um johnny plague he's the the drummer he um he was super into Halloween and he started doing Halloween stuff and me and one of my girlfriends uh were lucky enough to work on like the bar within a haunt that he was working on. Oh, okay. And And now he's, like, one of the top creative guys at one of the, um, you know, top creative Halloween entertainment companies. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's like everyone kind of makes their own way, like,
2: into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm hoping to do more in that that area. And I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing in that area.
2: (laughs) Good. Doing what we love. Always a good thing.
1: 100%
0: i uh, i o- i also saw well in the intro there's um uh, red carpet and what i didn't know before i started my my solo career um as a singer i didn't know that red carpets also had like a publicity and a pr facet to them and uh that you actually when when you arrive that they announce you even do you do you have a little more information about that
1: Sure. So I actually haven't handled the PR side of the red carpet. I actually handle, I've handled the talent management side of the red carpet. And what, so what's there's the difference? Two, yeah. So basically, there's two sides. Um, the PR side is, hey, we're going to have a red carpet. So um, if you're handling the PR side, you're reaching out to media to A, set up the, section that's going to have the photographers and who's going to be approved for that section and then what media is going to be approved for the red carpet and where they're going to be um, lined up on the red carpet and helping schedule interviews in advance you know um, if if that's something that the artists are going to be doing um, and that falls in line with more like traditional PR you know and then the talent management which is more what I like I, I tend to you know, there's, there's a few different sides of PR, you know, there's the side that's the more creative um, side with writing and pitching and angles and getting, getting creative and fun. And then there's that like logistical side that's very like scheduling and numbers. And, and I like that side a little bit more. It's a little bit more like my thing. So um, I, I definitely like the talent management side more because what that side is is liaisoning with the artist managers and figuring out, okay, is your band walking the red carpet? Okay, great. Who is coming? What time do they want to come? Like uh, making sure that they have their uh, place cards written out because, and basically the reason you do that is when you go, um, you hold up a sign that has like the artist's name so that when the photographers take the photo and then they're looking back, they know who they photographed. You know, oh, okay.
0: or like they hold it up, and then they, everybody mm-hmm. takes a picture, and then uh, they move on. Okay, wow! Exactly. So when they're
1: going through, they're scrolling through, through their photos. It's not like who was this, you know? Yeah. And and um and um making sure that the interviews are kind of running on time, and no one's going back, and there's a whole flow of the line of like, all right, um, we have like an A list celebrity coming through. This person can't be waiting in line for 30 minutes? How do I get them to the front of the line without causing an issue with these other people that would have been waiting for 30 minutes? And it's very like on your feet, problem solving, get them through to the end, make sure all their interviews are done, get them up to their seats, um, get them with their escorts, make sure that their escorts are getting them to the right places. Um, I like doing that. (laughs) So that's, that's more like, for for example, like the APMAs, That's what I was doing, um,
0: and that's on, I, it's on the ground. You're actually there. It's not like only up front before the event. You're there and doing the thing.
2: That sounds yeah, super stressful.
1: Like cool, but and so fun, much fun. Super <laughs> <too, so> stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is super stressful. It's one of those things. Like if you prepare yourself, um, it's much less stressful. Um, You know, if you prepare like accordingly, but Mm -hmm. it keeps you on your feet and it's, it is stressful, but it's also like very rewarding when it works out. Like, for example, the last time we did it, every single band that wanted to walk the carpet got to walk the carpet and we got them all wrapped up 10 minutes before the carpet was done and everyone was happy. And like, I don't know how, like Mm -hmm. I kind of know how. But, like, I also don't know how. And I was just like, yes. And it was like so rewarding afterwards. You know what I mean?
2: That, like, even
1: this, yeah, like even the stress in the moment, it was just like, we did it. So, That's so fair. it was like worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a lot of problem solving and, uh, uh, you know, trying to, to ooh, get people to do things without telling them to yeah
1: yeah so it's 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 weird I guess I don't know I I must get some weird satisfaction out of it (laughs) yeah maybe but I
2: think it's also you have to know a lot about people and be able to kind of if especially if you're meeting them for the first time then kind of be able to think on the spot and be like okay this person seems like they might be like so and so and so I can do this with them but I can't do that with them and stuff like that. So that's a lot of um not of knowledge that. It's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, well it's really challenging and I think I I like I don't know, I like challenging myself. It's 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 fun or maybe I like to stress myself out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, it
2: sounds like a lot of fun.
0: And uh, I also saw Live Nation. I'm immediately intrigued. Um, was that more the publicity and marketing side or do you also, did you also go to these events? Did you do anything at these events uh, themselves?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, So basically, um, so one of the things that I do is I, I do PR for um, some larger festivals. And so I, of the festivals, I work for some that are Live Nation and AEG festivals. So basically AEG and Lime Nation will hire me to handle PR um, for some of their events. And so that is a mixture of, um, you know, handling all that event PR as far as like PR around the event and the awareness and advancing all the stuff with the artists and all that jazz. And then it depends on the event. Like for example, the AEG event, they handle all of their own stuff on site. So I'm just, I'm at home, um, during that event, but I'm like on a computer that whole weekend, making sure there's no issues, making sure that I'm available on the phone and the email so that even though I'm not on site, if there are issues, I can help, um, coordinate, you know, um, versus the live nation one. Um, I'm usually on site helping, um, make sure everything goes smoothly. If there's any TV interviews, making sure those get worked out, helping, uh, you know, in the photo pit, make sure that like all the photographers and the security are on the same page. And usually the events that I, I work, I, I'm there. Um, and then like a handful of them, I'm not there, but, um, either, either way. It's so it's always, it's always a good time. It's always nice to see the event that you've been working on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. I bet.
0: I bet. Yeah. I'm hearing, um, photographers and, and security guys, guys, and that's what we're here to talk about because um, <laughs> unboxing women obviously is about, you know, when have we been called a bitch on the job. has this ever happened to you?
1: Lots of festivals. Um most of the I would say like I don't I don't know if I've been directly called a bitch. You know, like like maybe like not to my face, or if I have, mm-hmm. I, I maybe don't remember. But I, I definitely know that there's been that implication before, you know, and uh, I think that one of the, I would say the issue I deal with the most is at live events, um, because, you know, I don't, you know, I'm 5'2", I'm, I'm a small little lady, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, you know, for the events I work with, I, I am in the photo pit. And I am working with the security. And usually the security heads are fantastic. You know what I mean? They're like, whatever you need, we got you, let us know. But then when you're in the photo pits and you're helping kind of lay down the law, people change their minds and they decide they don't want to listen to you. And they decide they want to ignore you. And it many times will take getting a large man for them to listen. You know, okay. like it's like they know that you're the one that is granting them access to even be able to come to an event and you're the one that's granting them access to be able to take photographs or review. But then as soon as they, you know, it's time to go and you're telling them they don't want to listen to you and they want to ignore you. And it takes getting someone larger than you to actually, you know get them to listen, which is, which is sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you're, you're using the security as like a, a, a helping hand (laughs) to, you know, to, to say, Hey guys, you know, this, this, this is not okay. I think that's interesting too because I don't think we've had that angle yet on the show. No, <laughs> where no. Uh, you know, usually it's oh yeah, and we need to kind of elbow our way because they're not taking us seriously. But you actually, you know, can say to the security guy, "Okay, I need your help over here." So you know, he's on your side and he's he's yeah. in your camp and he's he's yeah. gonna do that. That's great. Yeah,
2: that is great. But it also is very sad that it takes True. physical. um um, what is it imposure like to, to be imposing over somebody to get people to do what you ask them to do like yeah instead yes. of just listening to you in the first place <laughs> I mean yeah. is, is it stuff where they just kind of go too close to I mean what kind of rules are we talking about that that they would
1: be well, like so, mm, yeah, yeah so usually cool. usually with um photopic specifically um the standard kind of rules are photographers are allowed in to shoot the first three songs in the photo pit of an artist. And then after the first three songs, they have to leave. Um, And obviously it varies if the band has different roles. Right. But so what will usually happen if there's an issue is um, three songs are up. It's time to go. Most of the people go. And then you have like a few people that just refuse to leave. And they're just in there. So you're in there like, hey, it's been <laughs> three songs. You need to go. yeah. And you'll just get ignored. Or like, okay. And then they move two feet. And then they just back with the camera. And they just will not leave. And then you have to like, you know, I'm not going to waste my time if you're not listening to me. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just gonna, yeah, like, sure. someone to help. I mean,
2: uh, that sounds like they didn't get the proper shot. And then it's on them. They shouldn't be... Um, wasting your time because they didn't do their job properly.
1: Yeah. Or, or, you know, there'll, there'll be situations where like sometimes we'll try and, um, you know, like we'll, we'll deal with photographers where, because there are other fests sometimes where like we'll have so many people that want to cover. And, um, you know, if we could help everyone get a photo pass, we would, you know, but like there's limited capacity. So, um, you know, maybe, it's earlier in the day, so not that many people are there yet. So we'll be like, mm-hmm. look, you don't have a photo pass because of the capacity, but you're here and it's not at capacity yet. So we'll let you in to shoot this band and we'll just, you know, we'll get, let you get a few shots because it's not full yet. Right. And then we'll find out and they'll be very thankful. And it's very obvious. This is like a favor that we're doing because we're trying to help you out, you know? Yeah. And then we'll find out that, when the headliner's on later that night, when it's very obvious there's not room for them, they're in there telling security, No, that girl said I could go in mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. lying. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's again just like, What are you doing? <laughs>
0: you know, that's I not mean? professional. That's not professional no. of them.
1: Is it it's very, it's very not professional. And then when we make a stance on it next time, like, Look, this is what we found out. It's just a big, like, It spirals into some like bullshit lie usually, you know? Uh, Is
0: this this all men? Because I I know there's a big boom of female photographers out there for events and artists and and everything like that.
1: Do you get this kind
0: of behavior from women as well?
1: We get it from women as well. Um, I've noticed it's more men, but that might just be because I feel like there's more men photographers at the events we have, Mm -hmm. it might just literally be a numbers thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, but women do it too.
2: Yeah. (gasps) Well, I mean, I I would have uh, suspected women to do that at least as well. Maybe the, 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 Th- the staying and being like oh no I still want to shoot maybe mm-hmm. oh yeah but maybe the re- yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it, it doesn't seem a thing that is subject to gender really but um what i wanted to ask is if um cuz we also do this show um to show young women or any woman of any age who wants to come into the industry um how you got where you got so basically um I always ask, um, what would your advice be to somebody who would want to get into the position you are in um, and get into the game? What's the primary advice you'd give them
1: just to start off with? I would say just to keep in mind that, like, whatever you want to be doing, there are a ton of other people that also want to be doing what you're doing and to keep that in mind. um, Because I feel like, you know, I also, I also work at a college um, and I deal with students that are trying to get into the industry all the time, you know? And I think about when I was trying to get in the industry and I don't think I realized it at the time, but now in hindsight, I think I was like a little bit of like a hustler person. You know what I mean? And um I just I didn't take, I didn't get discouraged very easily. Um, for example, my my first job, um, well, not my first job, but like my first, my first like big job, right? My first, my big, my first big label job, right? Um, I had reached out and, you know, I was just like, Hey, I'd love to work here, like, you know, here's my resume, blah, 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 blah. blah. And um, you know, the The owner of the company had responded to me and basically was like, look, um, there's a company on your resume that uh, there was a, they they basically had a tiff with the company, right? And he was just like, you know, thank you for submitting, but like, we don't really work with this company, right? Which, whatever, right? Like, what what can I do, right? And I feel like most people in that situation would have been like, all right. You know, and I had responded and I was just like, I really appreciate you letting me know. But I would just like to point out that my area of this company does support your bands. And like, you know what I mean? I just kind of like pushed back a little bit, like, and explained what we did and explained why I personally like, like why this company doesn't represent me and why I'm different, why you know what I mean? But then wrapped it up with like, but anyway, thank you so much for your consideration. Like you know, you know, good good day. Mm-hmm. And I got a response back with a ton of interview questions, and I ended up getting that job. But like oh, it's because yeah. it's because I pushed back a little bit, you know what I mean? And I think that's important because I think that. A lot of people like I feel like sometimes that's what people are looking for. They just want to know that you actually want it or like Mm -hmm. my first um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the syndicate. They do a lot of like street team promotions or at least they used to when I was younger. I think they still do it. But um, I remember being in high school and applying for a job there because it was like, cool, I could pass out flyers and get paid for it. Like what an amazing high school job, you know, and no one responded to me. And I was so bummed. And then. I followed up with them and as soon as I followed up with them I got the job and it's just like they were they're waiting for that initiative and I, I think a lot yeah. of a lot of people nowadays or a lot of students nowadays um, aren't aren't doing that necessarily so I think it's mm-hmm. just you just got to show that like you want to you know and I think it's important to to keep that in mind
2: yeah that's great amazing advice. that's really great yeah. advice so actually, that's a great end to our podcast episode today. So I'm going to say <laughs> that's all for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Unboxing Women. And thank you, Ashley, so much for coming on the show. It was really great having you. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. If you want to connect with Ashley, be sure to check out her socials, which you can find in the show notes below. And if you've ever had an experience you'd like to share with us, send us a DM or tag us in your post with the hashtag such a bitch. This is a weekly show, so make sure to tune back in next week. Same time, same place. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.